Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Beat on this beautiful hump day. It's Wednesday. We're halfway through the work week. We're all hanging in there together. If you're tired like I am, I understand. It's a sleepy day for me. It's a it's sleepy, good, honey. sleepy day, but luckily we have a fantastic show to wake me and our listeners right up. Uh, you know, the the Don't Say Gay bill passed yesterday in Florida, and our, our producer, Vanessa, worked tirelessly to get us the first openly gay senator from the state of Florida. He's going to be calling in today. He made an impassioned flee um, on the floor of the Senate in Florida just the other day. Uh, and and none the, regardless of that plea, what, how hard he tried to you know, stop things, um, he's only one man. And he could not stop this bill from passing. It's now heading to Governor DeSantis' desk. And uh, that senator is actually going to call into the show today to tell us why this matters and how we can keep fighting so that these sorts of bills don't spread nationwide. It's also red, white, and Q today. And a lot of people are looking at the price of gas, right? Uh, oil prices are skyrocketing, which causes gas prices to skyrocket. So we've got a senior editor from Politico joining us uh, to talk about the sort of patriotism of paying more at the pump. Right. We've seen that on social media recently. Is it patriotic? Uh, Are we doing our part to pay six dollars a gallon for gas or are billionaires oil, you know, oligarchs around the world actually just making money off of our patriotism? Yeah. Uh, What's actually going on? Uh, We're having that discussion a little bit later on as well. Um, How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good, honey. I paid $70 for gas yesterday, so I feel really good about that. Like I said, if I don't pay anything less than $70, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, so thank God. Astute of you. It's really interesting that I think that now we're actually coming to a point where you might have been right all along. We all might be putting $10, $20 in our gas tank from now on just because we can't afford anything else. So you could have been onto something for uh, years. Listen, I I don't want to brag, but my friend who's having sex with a guy in the army. Okay. Text me yesterday. Mm. Okay, my sources are hot. Okay? Well, I thought he was in the Air Force. The Air Force. I'm okay. sorry. I'm they're, sorry. The Air different. Force. She did say <laughs> that we need to keep our tanks full mm-hmm. because it's about to get very expensive, and that's in exclusive information from her man. They're not actually also together. They're just um, f buddies. They're f buddies. Got it. So, so your friend's f buddy who's in the. Air Force or the Army. Yes. Says the gas prices are about to go up. Yes. So we should send the nation into a panic, a frenzy so right now. So we should all keep our gas tanks full and then fill it up 
when we start running out of gas instead of doing what I do, which mm. is go all the way to E, my gas light turns on and then I put $20 in you know, it. It's, I always, I've said this a million times. I say this to my partner all the time. It's amazing what some good D can do for you. Yes, it is. This information is priceless. Thank you so much. Our I listeners, don't want to brag, but I am here to bring the news. We're three minutes into the show. We're already giving out priceless, priceless information. I know. Anything else in news on the beat? Is that it? Mm, let me, mm, nope, I'm good. <laughs> Let's try again. Okay. The Florida Senate passed the Don't Say Gay Bill yesterday that would prohibit classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in the state's primary schools. The Parental Rights and Education Bill, which was passed in both legislative bodies largely along party lines, has added fuel to the latest American culture war, which has put students in its crosshairs with a combination of book bans, pride flag removals, and bills targeting LGBTQ youth. The measure has even grabbed the attention of international newspapers, Hollywood actors, and the White House. Supporters of the bill say it's about allowing parents to have control over their children's education, while opponents say it unfairly targets the LGBTQ community. This bill says, parents, your right to raise your children does not end when they walk into a classroom. This bill recognizes that parents are not the enemy. Republican Senator Danny Burgess said ahead of the 22 to 17 vote, the bill simply says that there should be an age limit on on certain discussions. It's not a new concept, nor is it radical. The measure bans classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. It also prohibits such teaching in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students which critics say could be interpreted to extend to all grade levels. Parents can sue school districts for alleged violations. One of the congresspeople from the state of Florida, um, Senator Ileana Garcia, uh, thought she really needed to justify her vote to discriminate against our community. And and she literally got up to talk on the floor of the Senate and said uh, these words, gay isn't permanent. That was her explanation for why she was voting for the Don't Say Gay well, Bill she's to protect right. these children because it's not a permanent thing. It's no, just it's not. something that we influence our children with and then uh, they can grow out of it later. Absolutely. So, I'm glad someone's finally saying it. All you queer people in your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, hang in there. It's yeah. only it's only temporary. Yeah, don't worry, guys. All right, here's a little weather. 43 in New York, 70 in L.A., 72 in Vegas, 79 in Palm Springs, and a high of 63 in Houston. Now give us a vibe of the day. Here's your vibe of the day. Be strong. You want to know why? Because things will get better. It may be stormy now, but it never rains forever. Amen, honey. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. This is an interesting conversation, especially because things got changed up so much during the pandemic for a couple of years uh, that maybe naturally uh, this issue took care of itself for some people. But if you're one of those people who's been going to the same hairstylist, barber, uh, nail technician for many, many, many years, and for whatever reason you feel the need to switch, how do you do it? And should you feel guilty about it? Yes. Or do you go to the same person all the time? No, I don't. Because I know you switched up makeup artists recently, and that was a journey for you. Yeah, well, it's crazy because my family owns Cavarici Salon there in it is. Vegas. Come on, expert. I come from family members who do hair. My mom worked at Supercuts, but she was trained to Vidal Sassoon. Like, she... Uh, did hair forever my uncle like that was just sort of in our family so I sort of understood the protocol of like if you don't if you quit going there 
print, like plan on never going back. You put out a hit on them. Yeah, you just mm-hmm. never ever go back again. And I've made the mistake multiple times. Wait, of, ever? So you can't like skip a few months and be like, oh, I'm back. I didn't work out. Uh, I mean, you can, but I feel like communication is key. Got it. And so I've done that. I've done. A, I've made a million mistakes, all of which are in this article. But I have done. Uh, I've gone to a hairstylist who I wanted to take a break from. I went to another hairstylist. They messed up my hair, and oh, I had to go last back year. to the other to the new. I mean, to my old hairstylist. I will just say this: one, it wasn't that bad. Oh, it was. Okay, and then truthfully, I will say this. Our listeners are lucky this is a radio show, not a TV show. Listen to me. In 2020, (laughs) I burnt all my hair off. I looked like a mushroom (laughs) with orange hair. I mean, it really did look like that. And it's because I let this girl do my hair, and I had to go crawling back to my old hairstylist. And I was like, look, queen, we were in a pandemic. Everyone was shut down, including you. Mm. Like, can you fix it? But have you ever made this mistake, which I've also done? I've tried to trick my hairstylist as if they didn't know their own work. They see it. They yeah, see it. I, I've done that. Mm-hmm. What an idiot. I've been going to the same hairstylist for know, 12 or 13 years. He used to be he used to have a salon right down the street from the Abbey. And my ex was the GM of the Abbey. So he gave us great deals and we'd walk down there all the time and get haircuts every week. And then he moved and now he happens to be I followed him when he was far away for a while and now he's right down the street from where I live now. So it's convenient. So I've been going to him. But I've gone to somebody else a couple times over the years. I had somebody, uh, my my manager one time wanted my hair done by somebody else for like the Golden Globes or something. So he sent me to some other guy who's supposed to be like, he's like $350 for a haircut. And I was like, okay. He's like, well, he wants to do your hair for a social media post. I was like, okay, sure. It was the worst freaking haircut I've ever oh, gotten in my life. It, it looked hideous. I'm like, don't try to make me look artsy. Make me look handsome. I go back to my guy, and he's like, what happened to your hair? I was like, what? And I let it grow out for weeks, too. He was like, what happened? I was like, oh, oh, I, what do you mean? He's like, it's all over the place. It's so uneven everywhere. And I was like, yeah, my manager told me to go somewhere. He called me out so so big. Oh, God. Well, it's interesting, though. And in, in this article that we're, that we're referencing, there's a barber and a men's grooming expert by the name of John Mosley. He works on huge clients like Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, like big, big names, right? And he says in his experience, it actually seems to be more difficult for men to leave their barber or hairstylist than it is for women. Does that shock you? Uh, no, it doesn't. Yeah. I, it doesn't. I feel like also there's so many factors that going in with hair. For example, if I get extensions done, one hairstylist can be so much more expensive yeah. than another hairstylist. And it's kind of the same job. I... I feel like you go in and out depending on if you're a brunette that wants to go blonde, if you want extensions, if you want people a new... People are good at different things. Yeah. Some people mm-hmm. are a great colorist and some person that person might not be great at doing like actual haircuts. My extension girl only does extensions. She mm. doesn't even cut them. So she has a partner. I go, I'll get my hair colored because yeah. I've started getting grays. Can't stand. No. And then my girl will do my extensions and then the, her partner will cut them and I'm out the door. Well, here's the issue that I think is at the root of this. Do you consider your hairstylist or anybody who works in your hair your friend? Well, this is interesting. Because I think I, I open up to my hairstylist. I tell them everything. Well, you do. I mean, they do become your friend. They become therapists. Therapists. Yes. I'll tell you what, though. My ex-best friend was a hairstylist that did my hair. And when we broke up as friends, I had to pay that pretty penny again. And that sucked. Can I cut your hair? 
No. I cut Lisa's hair once. No. She looked cute. I said it. I fixed it because you messed it up. No. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Deja vu. It's almost like we've been here before, oh. Michaela Gordon. Is it, is it time for another round of what's popping? I think it is. But before we get into that story, I want to remind you of some very good news. Uh, Channel Q has your tickets to see Lady Gaga's Chromatica Ball at the LA Dodgers Stadium this, I'm sorry, in Saturday, September 10th. One of her only 15 stadium shows this summer. Head on over to WeirdChannelQ.com to enter for your chance to win. You do not want to miss it. She's incredible in Concert. Now, somebody else who was incredible in concert in Vegas is our other queen, Britney Spears. But she's saying her experience was not wonderful at all in a since-deleted post. So, Britney Spears went to Vegas this weekend, which I'm dying because I was in Vegas this weekend and I had no idea. Uh, but this trip marks the first time since she's been to the city since her canceled residency domination five years ago. Uh, While there, she took time to reflect on Instagram as a free woman. She said, being a guest in Las Vegas is way better than being me. Or wait, is it because my family got to be the stars when I worked in Vegas? I was nothing more than a puppet to my family, yet to the public. I just performed on stage and did what I was told to do. But it was worse than that because it was accepted and approved by the people I loved the most. I want justice. I won't stop till I get it. And I was harmed. Uh, Now, she did delete the Instagram post, but not before everybody could get their hands on it. And uh, she's continuing, blasting her father, attacking her sister. Why do you think she deleted it? (sighs) I don't know. I have thoughts. I think that at some point she's going to have a Vegas residency again and she doesn't want to like burn too many bridges. I think that I think that somebody on her team was like, listen, I get that you're upset and you have every right to be, but... If you want to do what you want to do and still put out music, because Vegas has become a place where if you don't want to like be exhausted on planes and buses traveling the world forever, yeah. you let the people come to you and you can have some sort of normalcy in your it's life. It's great. Vegas is the perfect and option. Vegas is so fun. I had a residency there for three and a half years uh, down the hall from Lisa, who DJed. I loved Vegas. I loved doing it. Um, do you know that I was supposed to... Did I, I told you I was supposed to go to her show, didn't I, in Vegas? I got invited to go to Britney Spears' residency when I was doing the Billboard Music Awards years ago with Laura Morano and her publicist at the time. And my flight was delayed, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it in in time. It's kind of a tight schedule. And I wasn't even, I wasn't 100% sure. I misunderstood. I was like, do we have tickets or not? I think we do. I was like, go ahead and go without me. It's fine. I get there hours before we would have gone to the show. The next morning, she's like, oh, you missed out. We were front row, Britney, like, called us out whole situation lived our best lives and I was like wait 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 wait, what they're like yeah you could have been there with us broke my heart listen that's such a a story that (sighs) we could take to a segment like what is something that you said no to that in retrospect you're like oh my god what was I thinking the day I called off work at Abercrombie and I was 19 years old and TLC showed up those are moments (sighs) those are moments well Britney Spears (laughs) is also having one and she said Uh, that 10 hours a day, seven days a week was what she trained like. It was so much. I can't even imagine. Uh, But I hope she does get a Vegas residency again. And I hope that everything gets to be on her terms, however she wants it to be. And she gets to take her power back. I had friends who danced with her in that residency every single night. 
And I'm, I'm curious, like, how, what they're allowed to talk about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's hmm. crazy. All right, coming up, the Don't Say Gay bill has passed, but the governor says the press is misleading voters. So what does this bill really mean for our LGBTQ youth? We'll discuss next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you. This is a big one. We're super, super proud of our producer, Vanessa. Our baby. She literally gets an idea in her head. And she's like a dog with a bone, to be fair. Like, she will not give up until she succeeds. And just yesterday, uh... Both houses in Florida passed the Don't Say Gay bill. It now heads to Governor DeSantis' desk, and he will sign it. We know he will. Um, But the Senate in Florida, in the history of the Senate in Florida, there's been one openly gay senator, and he happens to be a senator there right now. His name is Chevron Jones, uh, and he made an impassioned plea against this bill the other day. It still passed. He's going to be calling in in about 15 minutes. She got a hold of him, got a hold of his office, and he's calling into the morning beat to tell us why this bill is so detrimental, to explain some questions that people have about it, and to let us know what we can do to protect our community and our queer children, uh, not just in Florida, but around the country. We love to see it. Super excited about it, so stick around for that coming up this hour on the morning beat. Right now, though, it's time for another superstar. It's time for Michaela Gordon to do her thing in News on the Beat. Here we go, baby. Idaho's House of Representatives has passed a Russian-style bill that could jail librarians if they allow minors to check out objectionable materials. The bill is similar to Russia's gay propaganda law that allows librarians, teachers, bookstore owners, and students to be prosecuted for disseminating anything that portrays LGBTQ people in a positive light or even broaches the subject The bill would remove an exemption that protects libraries, schools, museums, colleges, and universities for decimating material that is harmful to minors. It would allow employees to be prosecuted for breaking the law. Russia's gay propaganda law signed by Putin in 2013 prohibits the distribution marketing of any LGBTQ content to minors and has had a chilling effect on LGBTQ citizens. 
All right, another news in the lead up to Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Intelligence agencies used every tool at their disposal to gather vital up-to-date information for the British intelligence services. That toolkit apparently included catfishing Russian soldiers on social networking sites. A source told the Daily Mail that British spies became convinced of Putin's imminent invasion after gaining access to messages on the site. Uh, and as Russian forces gathered at the Ukraine border, spies used Grinder to chat up Russian soldiers for intel. While Russia does not explicitly ban gay people from serving in the military, the subject is considered taboo. In 2003, Major General of the Medical Service, uh, Valerie Kaliko, said gay soldiers should not reveal their sexuality because other soldiers are not going to like that. They can be beaten. Okay, th- let's wrap your brain around this for a moment. Now, I love that, you know, Intel is using every tool at their disposal to take down the Russian army. But on a human level, there are these queer soldiers in Russia who are in the military fighting for Putin, not fighting for their war, not fighting for their country, for Putin, hiding in the closet and still trying to have some sort of a queer experience. And they go on Grindr and they could be killed because they're on Grindr by the enemy. Yeah. That's a lot of layers. It's a lot of layers. It's a lot of trauma. Oh, Lord, I know it. All right. The Florida Senate passed the Don't Say Gay bill yesterday that would prohibit classroom discussion about schedule orientation or gender identity in the state's primary schools. The parental rights and education bill, which was passed in both legislative bodies, largely along party lines, has added fuel to the latest American culture war, which has put students in its crosshairs with a combination of book bans, pride flag removals, and bills targeting LGBTQ youth. The measure has even grabbed the attention of international newspapers. Supporters of the bill say it's about allowing parents to have control over their children's education, while opponents say it unfairly targets the LGBTQ community. This bill says, parents, uh, your rights to raise your children does not end when they walk into a classroom. This bill recognizes that parents are not the enemy. Uh, The bill simply says that there should be an age limit on certain discussions. It's not a new concept, nor is it radical. The measure bans classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. It also prohibits such teaching in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students, which critics say could be interpreted to extend to all grade levels. Parents can sue school districts for alleged violations. Mm. Well, we've got an expert yes, calling in this hour. Senator from the state of Florida calling in the first openly gay senator ever. So uh, I guess we'll get some answers. Absolutely. All right, let's get into some weather. A high of 43 in New York, 68 in L.A., 72 in Vegas, 79 in Palm Springs, and 64 in Houston. And give us a vibe of the day. Uh, breaking news right now. A U.S. spy chief have said that Putin is likely to escalate the war in Ukraine. Uh, it's only going to get worse is that what the intel is now telling us. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that, obviously. Here's your vibe of the day. You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Mm, C.S. Lewis, it. one of my favorite authors as a, as a child, of course. Great. I love that. <laughs> All right. Coming up, the Don't Say Gay bill has passed, but the governor says the press is misleading voters. So what does this bill really mean for our LGBTQ youth? We'll discuss next. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. I am American, American, American. Come on, Mama Roo. It's time for another round of Red, White, and Q here on The Morning Beat. And today, uh, it, this is an honor. You know, as bad as things are in the state of Florida, uh, both houses just passed the Don't Say Gay bill. It's heading now to 
Governor Ron DeSantis' desk. We all know uh, that he will sign that into law. Um, but there are allies, there are members of our community in the Florida State Legislature who are fighting for our rights. And one of them is the very first openly gay state senator from the state of Florida, Senator Chevron Jones, who is on the line with us right now. Uh, senator Jones, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Now, you've been serving the state of Florida for many years um, in, in the House initially. Now you're in the Senate as of 2020, mm-hmm. uh, really mm-hmm. breaking barriers in your home state. Uh, not a lot of mm-hmm. black representation in the state of Florida, also not a lot of queer representation. So you've got a lot on your shoulders, um, <laughs> but you're making an impassioned plea to voters. It wasn't successful this time, um, but... How important is your voice and what can still be done to protect our queer uh, you know, babies in, in the state of Florida? Well, first, I, I want to thank you all for creating this space and this opportunity to even uh, to, to talk more about uh, this, quote unquote, parental rights. But we know that the don't say gay bill. Uh, I believe everyone should have a seat at the table um, and representation at that table definitely matters. Uh, but Florida is uh, is becoming a state that is believing less and less in this diverse representation at the table. Uh, from myself to Representative Michelle Rainer, who is the first uh, uh, openly uh, gay queer woman to serve in, uh, in the state of Florida, or Carlos Guillermo Smith, who serves over in the House. Uh, all of us who serve in these chambers, we represent um, not just uh, the LGBTQ community, but we all represent our communities, because I believe that when you represent the LGBTQ community, it makes it easier to support everyone else. But it seems like if Florida is becoming less and less protective of anybody who uh, does not, who is not white or not a male. Everyone else, you are not a part of this free state of Florida that they continue to speak of. Mm. Senator Chevron, I want to talk hypothetically. I think we all have friends. Uh, I'm a liberal, and I have a friend who's a conservative. Yesterday, we're still friends. We're like sisters. We've known each other since we were two years old. It's inevitable. Um, She made Mm -hmm. this post of Ron DeSantis saying, where does it say, don't say gay bill, and why... Mm -hmm. uh, why are you making that uh, the leading story? He said that press has completely, the press has completely mess, misled this bill. And if you were to actually read the bill, which conveniently none of us have time to read an 800 page yeah. bill, um, he goes on to criticize that as well. And to his point, I definitely don't remember having a sex education class. Up into mm-hmm. third grade, I do remember having sex ed in like sixth or seventh grade. So I'm trying to understand his point. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt so that I have a proper argument. Uh, but that's sort of what he's bringing to the people. And that's what they're running with. What do we do yeah. about that? Well, so here's the thing. So the name of the bill is the Parental Rights and Education Bill. The bill, the bill title is a guise for people who don't understand this process. Already within the U.S. Constitution and within the Florida Constitution, parents are already given their rights. Last year, within the state of Florida, we voted on another parental rights bill uh, that that dealt with ensuring that school districts uh, inform parents that they're giving children a health screening or if children um, uh, is having problems and they need to go to a counselor. And this year, it is parental rights part two, which now in section three of that that same clause. They add that in grades K through three uh, that you can't uh, or 
or age-appropriate grades, uh, you can't uh, have a conversation about uh, sexual orientation or gender identity. But the confusing part to me, and why I've asked, I asked so many questions on the floor yesterday, because I'm familiar with educational policy, uh, that if you know that we don't need this legislation, why are you doing it? The bill sponsor, he said the quiet part out loud. He said that schools are socially engineering children to become gay because children are trying to explore who they are and teachers are making kids gay. That is what the bill sponsor said. So he said the quiet part out of quiet part out loud. And the governor, he knows if the bill does not say don't say gay, but just like the, the Republicans, they walk around here every single year and they see bills and they take the top level issue that people can understand. And that's what they named the bill. So you know what? The Democrats did the same thing. We played them at their own game and now they're losing the messaging war. Oh, it's smart. I love that. And it really does. Senator Jones calling in from the state of Florida. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's so smart because I feel like oftentimes Democrats have the right ideas and they have the interest of the people at heart, mm-hmm. but the messaging right. war is always lost exactly. and it's so frustrating. Exactly. As somebody who yep. voted for Al Gore, who voted for Hillary Clinton, we see yep. le- our, our leaders win but lose. And I feel like we yep. lose the messaging war so often. It's great to go ho, uh, go ho. Wow. Yeah, we go ho here at the morning <laughs> beat. To go high when they go low. Wow, I just really, really misrepresented Miss Miss, Miss Obama. Um, but hilarious. that's all great. But we also right. want to get things done. And and one of your colleagues, Senator Ileana Garcia, uh, was on the floor saying, "Listen, gay isn't permanent." And she was sort of justifying why she voted for this, as if somehow we're all going to somewhere later in our lives, you know, turn around and, and live the Lord's way, and all of a sudden be straight. And I am a Christian man, and I am very yep. much queer, and I'm very proud of that fact. Um, In a state like Florida, where intimately, more than any other state in this country, uh, on the heels of the Pulse Massacre, how on earth is this happening in Florida? Like, where is the message being lost? How are we not getting through to conservatives who still view us as less than? Yeah, well, you know, it's the callousness. The, the, The Republicans across this country are callous to a lot of the issues that affect marginalized issues because they are on uh, this uh, this rant right now of a culture war, whether it's CRT, whether it is uh, LGBTQ issues. It doesn't matter their base. If these are their... And because they see and they saw that it worked, they're using it. And so it is important for individuals like ourselves uh, to not only just call them out, but hold them tell stories and also make sure we put their lives on display so they know that they affect the lives of the people within their family also but just like me my pop, my dad is a, is a pastor of a, of a church in south florida uh, i'm a pk but i can tell you this that i show up to church every sunday and i'm willing to have that conversation that tough conversation with anybody who would dare to ask me about it mm. and i think that's what is up to us as lgbtq uh as lgbtq community and our allies to make sure that we make it clear that we're not going anywhere and i said it yesterday in the debate you can do all you want you can't legislate gay away Mm-mm. listen and if you try to you're going to have students across florida staging school walkouts in protest against the bill yes, and i right. think that that's right. that speaks so highly of our generation i mean yep. I, I think that i appreciate you answering the conversation the question about ron DeSantis because 
at some point I have to understand what the point is. And I think you said it best. You said the quiet parts out loud. He also talked about not wanting, he very much said he does not want to talk about transgenderism uh, for kindergartners to third graders. When we've watched children as young as five be ready and willing to live their life as the opposite gender where they feel most comfortable. So thank mm-hmm. you for fighting for us and thank you for all that you're doing uh, to ensure that our LGBTQ youth stay safe. I also I also want to I also want to point out something you said a moment ago. I don't want to get lost on people because you said you're a PK. It's a big deal. It's, yeah. a, it's a preacher's kid if you're not familiar. Preacher's kid. My yeah. fiance of almost 10 years is a preacher's kid. His father's a Methodist pastor from Atlanta, Georgia. And mm. and I know that's not an easy easy journey. For you to step out nope. and stick your neck, neck out like this in a state like Florida to fight for our, our queer rights is monumental. Yep. And I just wanted to give that mm. uh, the honor and the credit that it's due. Also, uh, former First Lady Michelle Obama, if you are listening, I'm so sorry to not call you a hoe. He called you um, a hoe. I didn't yeah. do it. I didn't do it. Uh, he called you Michelle <laughs> Obama. I'm sorry, Senator. We didn't want to go there, but Michelle Obama is Senator Jones, we appreciate you so much and all the the hard work you're doing. Also, do me a favor, Senator, okay? Don't say gay. All right? Don't say gay. Say it. Say it. There it is. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Morning B Channel Q. I am American. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time for another round of Red, White, and Q. Uh, there's a lot going on in the world right now that has you know Americans and people on on the global scale just concerned about where the world is heading. Uh, here in the United States, gas prices are soaring. I know my partner filled up our tank the other day, and it was a hundred dollars to fill up the tank. It used to cost about Lord fifty or Jesus sixty bucks. Jesus Almighty. Um, but. Uh, we're also seeing things on social media saying, hey, it's political to pay more at the, at the gas pump right now because we're supporting you know, our sanctions on Russia. Is that actually true? Are, are the, the billionaires who run these gas companies, these oil companies, are they just making money off the backs of Americans? Here to help us make sense of it all is Ryan Heath, the senior editor at Politico. Ryan, thank you so much for being here. How are you? 
I'm very good. Good morning. Um, good morning. How should we feel about rising gas prices? Joe Biden says it's, it's Vladimir Putin and it's Russia's fault. Uh, we're seeing on social media that we should feel like we're doing our patriotic duty by paying more at the pump. Is that actually the case? I think yes, but there are several things that are true at once. So this really is a fight for how democracy can exist in the future in a world where authoritarian governments don't think there are any rules to play by, where China is rising and so on. So there is a patriotic element to this. At the same time, uh, the U.S. is not particularly reliant on Russian oil or natural gas for cars, for heating in the home and so on. So the effect shouldn't be too great. So if you're starting to see huge spikes at the pump or elsewhere, you know there's something else at play. At another level, uh, the price of wind and solar, that doesn't go up um, when there's a war in Ukraine. So it's a lesson that we do need to be investing in these greener forms of energy, uh, just generally, not, I'm not just talking about your vehicle right now. And then the other point is that there are other ways to access oil and gas in the United States, in democratic countries that for environmental reasons have been locked up. So it does force us to reconsider um, whether we need to be tapping some more of that in order to make sure that ordinary families don't get affected by situations like this. Mm. Well, you know, it's so interesting because I grew up super poor and I was little, so I was never financially affected by anything from my awareness, right? But as mm-hmm. I'm getting older and I'm trying to start a family and I do, you know, I'm like, what would I be considered, AJ? Like middle class? I was going to say middle age. Middle, okay, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> you bitch. Yeah, we're middle class. Uh, yeah, like middle class. And I feel like I never really understood what that meant until moments like this because I I feel like the billionaires and the millionaires are not going to be affected and I feel like um, our, our poor people are going to be not taken care of but they never have been and then for us it really is coming out of our pockets and I want to be patriotic of course and I want to be supportive in any way but also why is it my sole responsibility to have to spend more out of pocket. I mean, I, I literally went to get gas yesterday, and I don't want to complain. I feel very grateful that I'm not in a war in Ukraine, but also, but like, also, I can still say that I don't want to pay you can also say $100 in gas. I'm not leaving my house. Well, you've cracked open the heart of a lot of these arguments around how we're going to transition our economies to a, a, you know, a greener way of living. So never mind Ukraine. It costs a lot of money to retool our economies, to shift to electric vehicles. And what has been tripping up leaders all over the world is that they haven't been figuring out how to do that uh, with a form of social justice. So it isn't hitting the smallest people. You know, it, it hurt Emmanuel Macron in France, tripping people up everywhere. And Ukraine's just the latest example. So Americans are pretty lucky by global standards. I write about all these global issues. You've got pretty low gas taxes, but the administration could say, hang on, we're going to freeze the gas tax or we're going to pause it while all of this is going on. That will be a way to help ordinary folks. Um, and what also needs to happen is that you don't just dump people with the idea that now they've got to put in solar panels. Now they've got to do all this other stuff. You've got to help people make that shift. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. And I think as privileged as America is, and I think that it is, it's also all we know. So although we're being taxed lower on gas than anybody else, that's still also all we know is $4 for gas. And now it's jumped up to seven. Not even $4 for gas. When I got my my first car, gasoline was 88 cents a gallon. I could fill my entire tank for $11. It's wild. If you're just now joining us, we're talking to Ryan Heath, senior editor at Politico. Uh, Ryan, uh, you know, 
speaking of you know the, the situation and what could be done by the administration, President Joe Biden in some ways is in a really pivotal moment. Uh, we're coming to the midway point of his you know first term, right? It's right around the corner. And mm-hmm. he's in a pivotal moment right now. And a month ago, Democrats seemed dead in the water heading into the midterms. And I hate to politicize this, but it is what it is. How do you see how the situation in Ukraine is handled and how inflation, gas prices, and things like that are handled here in the United States? Do you see an opportunity for President Biden? Because many Democrats have been pushing AOC and others for the Green New Deal for a while. They've been having this conversation. Like you Mm -hmm. said, nobody's cracked the code yet. But could Joe Biden, our 78, 79-year-old president, be the guy who ushers us in to the modern era? Could this be a pivotal moment for him? It could be, and he's going to get, he's already getting a bump in polls from the situation in Ukraine. And people grasp the certainty they do want to see a strong America in these situations. But in a country that's as divided as the U.S. right now, I think that's just going to be a temporary bump and it's going to go right back to all of those pocketbook issues. And people say, yeah, I want to send in the planes to Ukraine. I want to cut off the oil and the gas imports. We've got to do this in solidarity. But then when it starts going up to 450 and $5 a gallon at the pump, you're going to watch that evaporate. And it's still going to be a really, really difficult situation for Biden. And if interest rates start to go up, Um, because that's one of the measures the Fed Reserve has to take in order to deal with all of these impacts of upsetting oil and gas markets. People are not going to be very forgiving of Democrats in November. Mm. Well, Americans aren't the most patient people, so... Mm. Listen, I'm in therapy and I'm working on it. (laughs) Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Ryan Heath, Senior Editor at Politico. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, coming up, This American Idol has settled her divorce. Find out why she's paying over a half a million dollars in spousal support and how long that'll last coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Super excited to have you here. Uh, Got a couple of icons we're talking about this moment. Michaela's going to tell you about one of them. But first, I'm going to tell you about another one of them. Okay. Uh, Channel Q has your tickets to Lady Gaga's Chromatica Ball. It's taking place at LA's Dodger Stadium Saturday, September 10th. Only 15 stadium shows the entire summer, so this is a rare opportunity. Tickets do go on sale on March 14th at Ticketmaster. But why wait? Channel Q is giving away five pairs, and one of them could be yours. Head over to wearechannelq.com and enter for your chance to win. Do not miss your chance. The concert takes place Saturday, September 10th. Something to look forward to all summer long. I hope you win. I really do hope you win. Absolutely. Not you, Michaela, because we can't, but you at home. I hope you win. 100%. Got it. Uh, so from one diva to another. And I don't really want to say diva. That's a really. I don't, like, I don't think she's a diva at all. She's one of my favorite pop stars. What's popping? We love her. Kelly Clarkson, she's back in the news as her divorce from Brandon Blackstock has been finalized. Now, the singer will pay her ex a massive one-time payment of just over $1.3 million, as well as a monthly child support payment of $45,601 for their two children, River Rose and Remington Alexander. Additionally, additionally, the couple agreed on having joint custody of their kids, although River and Remington will live at Clarkson's L.A. residence. A representative for Clarkson has not commented, while a, a representative for Blackstock did not immediately respond. What in what kind of world, in what kind of world does she have to pay 
uh, over $1.3 million. I mean, granted, it's a one-time payment, and she's got a ton of money. That's just crazy to me. See, I I saw this, and I thought exactly the opposite. I thought it was a drop in the bucket. I think because, again, we live in a world where men pay women large sums of money because they're the primary breadwinners all the time. She makes more money than him, so she has to pay him. That's the agreement. That's the deal. It is what it is. And she makes a lot more money. It's not. She, listen, she makes so much money at $1.3 million. My friend just went through a divorce and got a couple million out of it. And she's just an average housewife from Northern California. So $1.3 to me didn't seem like a lot, actually. What is the monthly spousal support? Do we know that number yet? $45,601. That doesn't even seem that, that much That doesn't to me. feel so much to That's me. That's like half a million a year. It's a lot of money, but this is Kelly Clarkson we're talking about. It I'm is, not- but I also feel like he makes his own money. He does really well. And she really, I think, popped off sort of as they started separating. She got her own talk show that killed. She's been the judge on The Voice, but mm-hmm. I feel like that started a little bit after the separation. So it's just crazy to me that uh, that she's paying $1.3 million. I think when- if it were reversed, we'd be like, yeah, honey, get that money. I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with a man or a woman or a woman being the breadwinner. I think it generally has to do that he has his own money. He's Reva McIntyre's son. He has a huge company that he was doing well way before Kelly. That's why they met and got along. It's like he comes from a lot of money as well. But what this tells us is that she has more money. And that's the only thing that matters, legally speaking. Do you know what I mean? It's that, but it should almost be proud to be Kelly Clarkson, because if this were reversed, it would almost be bad press for Kelly Clarkson to be like he has to pay her, because that means he's more successful than her. This tells me she's a baller. Maybe, but also I'm very confused on the forty-five thousand dollars for the two children, because it says in the article they'll be living at Kelly Clarkson Kelly Clarkson's L.A. residence. Uh, they previously had agreed on joint custody. Now, if you have joint custody, you do not have to pay child support. You're sharing the children. Children. And now if they're staying predominantly at Kelly's, why is she paying Wait, child support? Did he negotiate? Like, listen, give me some more money and you can keep the kids. That's, that's, what what I, yeah, that's, that's where my that's, brain goes. That's what I'm saying. Also, like never in the world of ever would you pay child support and have be the predominant caretaker of the children and also joint custody. It just now, wouldn't happen. That part's interesting to me. I don't know. It's weird. I think it's weird. And I think that Kelly uh, is going to be just fine. But that's where it gets tricky with these insane divorces. Uh, All right. Coming up in our next hour, we've got a really great show for you. And I'm going to continue talking until I can get to that part of our. Here we go. Thank you. Amen. What? Oh, the segment is perfect for me. Want to declutter your brain but not sure how to start? We have the steps you can start taking now coming up in the next hour. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Have you ever been called a womanizer, Michaela? No. No? I've been called a man eater. <laughs> you and me both, honey. Um, what is a womanizer, Brittany? I, I'm curious. What is actually oh, a womanizer? I don't know. I don't know, darling. I think, you're a, I think you could be a womanizer if you what wanted is, to be. I, yeah, is a womanizer just like a, you just own it? Yeah. Womanizer, womanizer. Oh, no, I got it. I'm hearing it now. You hear it? She's yelling at her man. He's a womanizer. Oh. You're nothing but a womanizer. Oh, so it's, it's not a compliment. No, it's not. So we don't want to be that, babe. Yeah, we support Britney. Take it back. Free Britney. Free Britney. Oh, wait, she's free already. 
Okay, that the, she was naked on free. vacation. Oh my god, she was free, honey. Her She's booty, just, yep. her cuckoo, her everything is out. I was like, oh my Not god, her B. cuckoo. It what was? I didn't make the rules. I'm just saying what was on Instagram. Remember when the JJ became a thing? The JJ was a thing for a second, but I feel like like Tamara Judge from Housewives of OC says the JJ, and I don't want to say anything that well, she. I says. think she came to the party late. I think it was Chandra Wilson from Grey's Anatomy, Doctor Bailey, Miranda oh, Bailey, who okay. said the JJ years ago, and it was sort of a thing for a minute. It's cute. <laughs> There's nothing cute about it. It's JJ. Yes, there is. You well, cannot well, shame. Wait, I'll say this. There's nothing cute about a JJ if you're AJ. Oh, burn us. See what I did there? Whoa, Clem. <laughs> it's time for news on the news. What do you have for us? <laughs> okay, oh God, now I got distracted with all the news. Okay, uh, the Florida Senate passed the Don't Say Gay Bill. Yesterday, that would prohibit classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in the state's primary schools. The Parental Rights and Education Bill, which was passed in both legislative bodies, largely along party lines, has added fuel to the latest American culture war, which has put students in its crosshairs with a combination of book bans, pride flag removals, and bills <clears throat> targeting LGBTQ youth. The measure has even grabbed the attention of international newspapers, Hollywood actors, and the White House. Supporters of the bill say it's about allowing parents to have control over their children's education, while opponents say it unfairly targets the LGBTQ community. <clears throat> All right, another news, the New Jersey Supreme Court has declined to hear an appeal of a ruling that barred a religious organization from offering so-called conversion therapy and held it liable for attorney's fees incurred by former clients who sued. In 2021, several young men and two mothers represented by the Southern Poverty Law Center and private law firms sued Jews offering new alternatives for healing, a.k.a. Jonah, which claimed to be able to turn gay people straight, a practice deemed ineffective and harmful by major medical and mental health organizations. It alleged the practice was fraudulent and the suit was the first of its kind. In 2015, a New Jersey trial court ruled that Jonah had engaged in unconscionable business practices and violated the state's consumer fraud law. The court imposed a permanent injunction under which Jonah was to cease operation and a settlement agreement under which it was to pay the plaintiffs $3.5 million to cover attorney fees. Conversion therapy, like, why is that even a conversation? I don't know. In 2022, like, uh, we know better. I know. All right, let's get into weather. 63 in Houston, a high of 79 in Palm Springs, 72 in Vegas, and a high of 70 in LA. Now give us a vibe of the day. You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Hey, you want a happy ending? Get to work. Hey, Wait, you want what? a happy ending? That go come, get a massage. That didn't come out right. <laughs> the Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Michaela, I know you love keeping a planner. You actually put things on a in a paper book still, love which it. is adorable. And oddly on brand for you somehow. Thank you. Uh, but how are you with like to-do lists? Do you ever feel like you have a lot of clutter going on in your brain and a lot of like little things that you need to get done that add up and feel like something big? 100%. Right? 100%. It's a lot of little things for me. I will say though that when my house is clean, when my car is clean, when my closet is clean, I feel <gasps> the difference is insane. I feel so much better. Mm, well, there's 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 somebody talking about this. She's an author. Her name is Serena Wolf. Uh, she wrote The Dude Diet. Um, <clears throat> and she dubbed these little do's, these little to-do's that we oftentimes put off as uh, things that we need to put on our needle list, meaning that you need to move the needle just a bit. 
to feel like productive. So for me, my partner and I, we have a, we have a routine. We have a to-do list that's always running on a dry erase board on a refrigerator. But then also from time to time on the weekends, we'll actually print out a paper list because we like to take a Sharpie and actually draw through things when they're done, right? But I find that when I make a to-do list, I'll find everything on earth to do so I don't have to do the to-do list. I'll do everything else. I'll go wash the car. I'll take the dog to the groomer. I'll go for a workout, anything, as long as it's not on my to-do list. But what I found, though, is that when you actually get those little things done, you can start to declutter your life and your brain and open up space for other things. Here's an example. So in our kitchen, we have a doggy gate so that when our, if he's not feeling well or if we don't want to put him in his kennel because he's kennel trained, we'll put him in the kitchen area. So if he goes to the restroom there, it's like tile flooring. We can clean it up easily. It's fine. We put a little bed in there for him and his water. He's great. Well, months ago, when we started leaving more, during the pandemic, at the beginning part of it, he's a COVID dog. He was always with us. Then I think he started to have separation anxiety. So he chewed up the corners of our kitchen, two corners, right through the drywall and the plaster, everything, the paint, all of it. And I let that sit there for about six months. And I had it on my to-do list. I never did it. Finally, one day, I woke up motivated. I did it. It took me like 20, 30 minutes to redo it. It wasn't that hard. Yeah. But it was a small <clears throat> thing that started to drain me. Every single time I went into the kitchen, I would look at it and I would feel bad about myself and I'd feel guilty. I feel like a loser. I feel like I wasn't doing anything. And I tell you what, that little task that I did made me feel amazing. It made me feel like I was the most productive of person course. in the entire world. Of course. So what little things in your life do you think that you usually like could be on your like needle list, move the needle, your to-do list, that you just avoid and why? Um, my little needle list is probably like I could do more laundry. Okay. Right? Like if I just did it in pieces, like I know I should just do. As opposed to waiting two weeks and being overwhelmed. And then completely overwhelmed. I think totally. that's relatable. Uh, making appointments. <clears throat> I will literally wait until the last minute to make mm. an appointment when I know I should have just made the appointment. Even, I, you know, I think for me, I'll just use this week for example. I went to Vegas this weekend for a wedding. I also had to sing. I'm also preparing for a very big gig this weekend for an A-list clientele that I had to put the band, the costumes, everything together. And because I was so busy from last weekend and for preparations for something else, I found that this week I was scrambling to like get it all done mm. because last week and I didn't have time and I still have like a full-time morning show job. So it's like, I think my thing too is also having better time management. Yeah. Like really understanding that. Well, I think also there's there's underlying issues to why people avoid certain things. Uh, it's interesting because my mom has been looking for looks for the wedding, right? She's mother of the groom. She wants to look her best. And <clears throat> she's got a few months, but things are kind of backed up right now, so you need to order dresses pretty quickly. You got your wedding dress ordered, your wedding, not, it's not Thank a wedding dress. Thank you so it's much, not a wedding it is dress. my wedding dress. Wedding party dress. You got yours ordered because they're going to take a month or so to get here. Well, for weeks, my mom keeps sending me pictures, pictures, pictures of like ideas for dresses. And every single day, I would get frustrated. I'd be like, okay, these are all beautiful. Order something. Just order something. And because I know when you put things off, the last minute, there's going to be a lot more stress. Yesterday, she actually ordered six dresses, which is great. But now I'm like, okay, well, if I can't focus on my mom anymore, I have to focus on my own stuff now. Now I have to deal with my own things I'm procrastinating on. And that stresses me out a little bit. Right. It's so much easier to tell other people um, how to deal with their things than it is to sometimes deal with your own. Uh, and listen, something that seems impossible, is it's not actually impossible. 
But if you break it down into something, a little task, you can get it done. Totally. You can do it. Totally. It's totally easy. Just try to get it done. But listen, I will say I totally decluttered my car a couple, like a month ago, maybe three, two months ago. And it's been very clean ever since. And I love it. So once you kind of clutter it, all you have to do is just those little pieces. Take your cups out of the car, do all the things in it. Helps so much. Makes well, me I think, feel so much better. I think oftentimes something that we don't talk about a lot is that depression plays a role. Ugh. And if you're feeling depressed because maybe you're not getting things done, it's why some people are so adamant about making their bed first thing when they get up in the morning. Yeah. It makes you feel like if nothing else, you if made your nothing bed. else, you've accomplished something to start your day off with. So if you struggle with a little bit of depression, give yourself a really tiny, small task, something that's super doable, and then celebrate yourself for it. Actually take the moment to look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, you did good. That's awesome. And you'll be amazed what happens next. Totally. You're going to have energy for other things that you didn't think you'd have energy for prior. Yes, I love that. Yeah. All right, coming up, everyone loves a clean house, but could your household products be killing you? We'll discuss next. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Some moments ago, we were talking about how to declutter your mind and get to your uh, to-do list to move the needle just a bit. Uh, And then our producer said something really wild to me. She said that certain cleaning products make her mouth water. Vanessa, please get on the mic right now and explain to us what you're talking about. Yes. If you've, in fact, lost your mind. No. Okay, 409, the cleaning product, makes my mouth water. And it makes me think of my mind. Fabuloso, favorite cleaning product. No, of course. Fabuloso. Fabuloso. Fabuloso makes me so excited. That and laundry detergent. I'm like, oh my God. The smell of Fabuloso and laundry detergent, like downy, Mm. mixed in together. Downy special. Uh. Fabuloso reminds me of being a bartender because at two in the morning, that's when we pour all over the bar to clean. So it gives me anxiety. I'll tell you the one thing about my mom, and I never like to compliment her. She kept a clean house, honey. We washed those baseboards every Tuesday. We clean the house every single day. I do appreciate that. Well, there's a woman going viral on TikTok, though. Then she's making some warnings about these products that we know and love, right? Her name is Jana Watson, and this video has got over 2 million views so far and 1,600 comments. Uh, And she says, listen, uh, first time cleaning the bathroom with bleach is what the caption of the video said. Now, in the video, Watson showed a photo of her daughter, Avery, intubated in a hospital bed with a popular TikTok audio playing in the background. She says, yep, that's me. Uh, You've probably wondering how I ended up in the situation. She showed a photo then of the cleaning spray her daughter was using when she accidentally inhaled the fumes. The bottle she showed was Clorox cleanup cleaner with bleach fresh scent. So the thing that you love, the bleach is what you're reacting to probably in in this scenario, has her daughter in the hospital on life support she's intubated and it's really interesting because a lot of these products that we use you know according to centers for disease control symptoms such uh, of bleach inhalation can be felt within seconds and those symptoms can be uh, wheezing irritation in the throat or airway and chest tightness Mm. this is an extreme situation but it's why they say when you're cleaning if you're using bleach and you're cleaning the bathroom for instance uh you should well first and foremost use it in a bathroom that has a window and open the window and if you don't have that, make sure the door is open. Make sure that you have your ventilation going in the bathroom. And make sure that you're not in there for too long. Because these products are strong and they're killing germs and they're killing all these things, the bacteria that you're trying to kill when you're cleaning. But also, they could also harm you. Totally. And that's something to think about, which is why there's such a push for like green products nowadays. Um, I do use some of them. I like to go, like, I, I know you can go to Target and find all sorts of green products. Um, but you could also 
Just never clean again. Just don't clean. Live like a mess. I think that's what the whole point of this article is. <laughs> Literally, like, don't worry about it. No, I get that. But scary also, stuff. Like, I also remember um, a friend of mine had, like, taken a sip of, like, bleach or something. We were really little. And it wasn't bleach. It was something, like, a cleaning product. And they had to go to the hospital. Their little bellies hurt so bad. Mm. So, I mean, I also think, though, that's just anything. Like, for millions of years, kids have had to just stay out of the cupboards. Yeah. Or, like, not drink bleach. That's why bleach. they have those little child locks a lot of times. I didn't think about that. You guys, just teach your kids to not drink bleach. Well, like, that's but, it. But then also think about President Donald Trump was saying, we could just drink oh, bleach, right? God, Remember? Remember he thought we could drink Clorox and it would, it would cure COVID? God, why so there's full-grown, most powerful man in the world is an absolute he moron. He did say drink bleach. He did. Of course he did. Um, okay, I can't be mad at anybody now. How strict are you and Lisa with cleaning products with your dogs around? Are oh, Lisa's insane. Yeah, I'm sure. Lisa's you insane. You have to be that. I mean, I could kill him. I literally want to scrub the floors, and Lisa will make me put them in the other room so that they don't lick anything up. Yeah, mm. she's really intense. I'm not that intense, but she is. You know what I use for absolutely everything? I, this sounds like... Remember the movie... Uh, by Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yes. The Grapple Windex. Sport Windex and everything. Well, I get the yellow Windex, so it also is like antimicrobial. It like kills like 99.9% of germs. I use the yellow Windex, and I clean everything in my home. I have a hack. I have a hack. Go off. You have a hack? Yes, I do. Uh, it's from TikTok, because I literally love watching uh, TikToks or Instagram yeah. stories of people cleaning. Mm-hmm. I keep seeing uh, people use vinegar and yep. baking soda. Yes, those are natural. And I just want to try it. Okay, so give it. Yeah, but then your house smells like vinegar. But then you put but a little. But you can add lavender. Or a little lavender, or a little bit of lemon in there. Essential oil. People Why make would their... I want to do that? Listen, you have to get on that TikTok. So you don't die. Hole. Or kill your and kids. You'll see. I think I just would rather use Fabuloso and take my chances. <laughs> Open a window. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to the Morning Beat, and for another round of what's popping, I defer to my girl Michaela. What's going on? Okay, honey. Well, there's a lot going on, and it has to do with Colton Underwood. Apparently, not everybody is very impressed with Colton Underwood, uh, but at least his fiance is, and that's why he's not going to make him sign a prenup. There'll be no prenup involved with Colton Underwood and Jordan C. Brown. Uh, he said we've already had this conversation. We're in it for the long haul. That's what he said on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. He said, I know you guys have opinions on prenups uh, because Andy Cohen's been very vocal about the prenup between Teresa Judice and her fiance, Louie. Uh, but Colton said, we don't want to put those vibes out there. You know, I, I will say this, and this is just my personal opinion. If Lisa asked me to sign a prenup, I would 100% sign the prenup. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like she's trying to hurt my feelings. I don't feel like she's putting out bad juju. I respect what she did before we met. I respect that things happen. And like, I would never want her to feel like I was there for her money or whatever. And so yeah. I think that like Colton, if he signed a prenup, babe, you haven't been there for any of Jordan's previous success. You're 29. Like, like, of course, we don't also, ever anticipate getting divorced, but... But also, Colton's got a lot of money, too. He's made a lot of money on his own. So maybe he's actually, on the other side of this, maybe he's also setting maybe, himself up. Maybe, but I... And I hear that, yeah. and that's a fair thing to say. So maybe it just doesn't make sense for them to sign a prenup at all. I think it's a... Listen, he's getting dragged for his appearance on Watch What Happens Live, and so is Andy Cohen and Bravo, and I understand it. The white privilege, cisgender-ness of it all, Colton's problematic AF for me. 
He just keeps getting more and more and more and more. I'm like, you're a kid who literally stalked and harassed Cassie Randolph. And you're getting celebrated now and getting, he's got another show coming out. Like, he's got so much going on. And I just, I mean, he's a baby. He's a baby. And I think that, listen, I've been in a relationship for nine and a half years. That does not mean that my relationship is better or less than anybody else's. But I've learned a few things in that time. Right. And to be less than a year out of the closet in a new relationship and going in and saying, I'm not going to get a prenup and you're both in the public eye, I think it's a recipe for disaster. And I also think this, I think that if you genuinely love someone, the, 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 I think what they're saying is, oh, we love each other, so we don't need to worry about a prenup. I think it's the opposite. I think if you genuinely love somebody and they're like, hey, what about a prenup? I think you're like, okay, I'm open to that. I don't care. If I don't, I don't need to take anything from you or you take anything from me if this doesn't work out. I love you regardless. Totally. So sure, I'll sign a prenup. Totally. I, I don't think that we are because we're not like we're balling. But if Emil asked me to, to do a prenup before our marriage, I would say absolutely. I don't care. Yeah, I Why would, would too. I? I would too. I just feel like it's... um. It, it, it's just whatever is comfortable. And in Lisa's position, she had much success mm-hmm. way before she met me. And uh, in fact, I've brought her life down since she's met Amen, me. Amen, you have. So honestly. I think, I think it's a bit naive. <laughs> to be honest, I think it's a bit naive to not even have the discussion or be open to a prenup. I think yeah. it's a bit naive. But yeah. eh, what do I know? And also, sometimes when you sign a prenup, it's because you're protecting your family's assets. Yes. Like, it's not just yeah. the husband. Mm-hmm. Like, there are things that have been brought in by the family. It's just a lot of... Uh, it's a conversation that everyone should feel comfortable having. All right, coming up, have you ever heard of FU money? And do you have it just hanging around for a rainy day? We're going to discuss what that is in the next hour. Good morning, B. Channel Q. Do you know what FU money is? Not a clue, honey. Well, we're uh, digging into the Urban Dictionary to get an actual definition for you and to tell you uh, why you might want to have a little FU money in the bank. Uh, in 2022. We're having that conversation in 13 minutes from right now. Also, I do want to remind you later on this week, uh, Donald J. Trump, former president of the United States, will be calling into the Morning Beat. He'll be on Friday's show. We're super excited. We haven't talked to him in a while, so uh, we want to hear what his thoughts are on Ukraine, on the Don't Say Gay bill, on President Biden's State of the Union address. There's a lot to cover, so make sure you tune in Friday for Donald J. Trump here on the Morning Beat. Can't believe it's happening. Yeah, love Can't that. Can't believe the honor that is about to be bestowed upon us, Michaela. Totally. I wonder if Melania will be on the line. She uh, pops in from time to she time. She does. She mm. does enjoy talking to us. Yeah. I don't. I, we haven't heard from her. Yeah. Hope she's okay. Yeah. Hope she's yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Hello. We're gonna get Melania. Hello. Was that okay? Okay. Just, but, just listen. It's a teaser of what's to come, people. Hello. Make sure you tune in. Who Melania. Is that? Melania. Stop it. Melania. Stop, that... Stop it right now. Okay. <gasps> hey, gay. That's Melania. I know that one. Melania, we know her. Okay. Where is she? Join us Friday, Melania. Okay. If you can. Okay. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> Time for news on the beat. What do you have for us? All right. Idaho's House of Representatives has passed a Russian style bill. Wait, wait, wait. When you say Idaho, you Idaho. Makes me laugh. Say it again. Idaho. 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 Idaho's House of Representatives has passed a Russian-style bill that could jail librarians if they allow minors to check out objectionable materials. Oh, uh, there it turned left. God, the bill is similar to Russia's gay propaganda law that allows librarians, teachers, bookstore owners, and students to be prosecuted for disseminating anything that portrays LGBTQ people in a positive light. Or even broaches the subject, the bill would remove an exemption that protects libraries, schools, museums, colleges, and universities for disseminating 
material that is harmful to minors. It would allow employees to be prosecuted for breaking the law. Russia's gay propaganda law signed by Putin in 2013 prohibits the distribution marketing of any LGBTQ content to minors and has had a chilling effect on LGBTQ citizens. Okay, another news. In the lead up to Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine, intelligence agencies used every tool at their disposal to gather vital, up to date information. For the British intelligence services, that toolkit apparently included catfishing Russian soldiers on social networking sites. The source told the Daily Mail that British spies became convinced of Putin's imminent invasion after gaining access to messages on the site. And as Russian forces gathered at the Ukraine border, spies used Grindr to chat up Russian soldiers for intel. While Russia does not explicitly ban gay people from serving in the military, the subject is considered taboo. In 2003, Major General of the Medical Service Valerie said gay soldiers should not reveal their sexuality because other soldiers are not going to like that. They can be beaten. Okay, let's get into a little weather since that's terrifying. It's going to be a high of 70 in LA today, 72 in Vegas, 79 in Palm Springs, 63 in Houston, and 43 in New York. Now, why don't you give us the vibe of the day? You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. I know that's right. There's still breath in your lungs. There's still time to flip your script. Hang in there. You got this. Yeah, hang in there. You got this. All right, coming up, FU Money. Ever heard of it? Want some of it? Do you have it just hanging around? We're talking about it next. B Morning B Channel Q. Have you ever heard of FU money? Never. Well, chances are you might not have enough of it then if you don't even know what it is. According to the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Well, apparently I don't have any of it if you don't even know what it is. Because we still get up at the butt crack of dawn and come here every day. And if we had more FU money, we may or may not do that. We'd have some options. Yeah. That's the point of FU money. So the exact amount of money required in order to tell an individual or organization to go F themselves without facing repercussions. This basically means you've got enough money in your bank that if you're not thrilled with your job situation, not saying that we're not thrilled with our jobs. We love it. I wish it started an hour or two later. That would be great. Mm-hmm. But I do love what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but many people can relate to this. And I, I've been in many jobs in prior in my career that where I, if I could have, I would have been like, I'm out. I don't need you. But unfortunately, I've needed most of those jobs. I need you now. So FU money allows you the freedom to walk out on something. I love this this idea of FU money. What would that money look like for you? Like what how what amount of money would you need in your bank account just to walk away from some job that was really terrible to you? You know what's funny and I genuinely like I mean this. I I don't know how much it would take mm-hmm. because I am starting to really understand like peace of mind and mm-hmm. how important it is and how important it is to keep yourself <clears throat> out of situations that like don't feel good. If I had, I don't know, maybe like a hundred thousand. Uh, yeah. I'm in that range. I'm like right? hundred to uh, 200,000. That would make me like, okay, I can live for the next year or but, so and not have to think about you. But also, and cause I do understand that the segment is about F you money because I love that. I also have met people who are like, I'm walking away because it no longer serves me. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do? And they're like, don't care, not this. And then they get a really amazing job mm-hmm. the way that they believe themselves. However, FU money is also really iconic because I will never forget, I will never forget this 
happened to me. Oh my God, I'm like screaming inside. <laughs> I had an ex who had put me on his gym bill or something. And long story short- So he was paying for yours. I, yeah, I got yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, we were together for like three months. I don't even remember. That's, that's, a, that's a jump. That's a, quite a commitment after three months. Yeah, whatever. So he was, he ended up talking really bad about me after we broke up. And he was like so rude to me. Well, like three years later, he hit me up and he was like, hey, just want to let you know that bill uh, accrued to like $1,300. And uh, I'd appreciate if you could pay it. Must have been equinox. And he sent me the invoice and I was like, absolutely no problem. I'm so sorry that that uh, frustrated your day. Mm. Sent it right to him. His response, he was like, uh. Oh, thank you. Okay, thank you so he much. He was trying to pick a fight and get you to get emotionally back into the situation. And I was like, you're welcome. Have a great life, honey. Bye. Like, just super nice. I was also, like, with my, like, I was in a really, really good place. Mm. And it felt so good. It's like, felt so good to be like, he tried to, like, come at me crazy. And I was like, okay, here you go. No problem. I, that's a good feeling. Uh, according to a recent study at Purdue University that was uh, published in the Journal of Nature, uh, Human, Natural Human Behavior. This is really fascinating because the old number was like 77000 or something like that. It was the, the amount of money to make for optimum health. And basically the idea was after that money, your your, your mental health does not uh, increase exponentially after that point. But according uh, to this study, globally we find that, uh, that satiation occurs at $95,000 for life evaluation and sixty to 75000 for emotional well-being, meaning if you make between sixty and 75000 you're going to be mentally healthy. But here in the United States... The ideal income for life satisfaction, not living beyond your means, but also living very comfortably and very happy mentally and in a good space, is $105,000 a year, which probably means about $150,000 a year in Los Angeles. Totally. Uh, And means about $90,000 a year in Alabama. Totally. So on average, though, $105,000. That's the number. So if you can get to that point, it's so crazy, though, that I remember $100,000 used to seem like so much money. And now in 2022, living in this city, $100,000 a Nothing. year is like, okay, I'm going to scrape by and rent it's and have cra- a roommate. Listen to me. I felt like I was like doing so well in life. like I was so proud of myself. But now the money just is like, whatever, girl, because I have multiple jobs. I've also, for peace of mind, had to stop having multiple jobs and focus on like two jobs because I'm tired. But it's crazy. I will say, though, if you have the chance to have it or if you ever get to just throw down money and be like, ha, there you go. Best feeling in the world. It is. It does feel good or it feels good. You know what feels good to me? Being out with a group of friends, being kind of fancy and be like, hey, I'm going to pick up a check for everybody tonight. That's kind of awesome. I will tell you this, though, that it does vary state to state. And here in the state of California, I am so close to finding this information. I just rolled by Nevada, and I'm not going to tell you that because you might move home, and I don't want you to go home to your home state, Michaela, because I love you, and I need you to be here with me. However, in the state of California, I was really close. The minimum salary needed to be happy, $146,000. That's Say it again. $146,000 $146,000 a year. That's what's going to make me happy? Because it's hard to live here. Honey, go write the show that I'm going to be in. God. Tell me something good. As we continue honoring Women's History Month, here's a woman you need to know about. Maybe you do know about her. 
Uh, Brenda Howard was heavily involved in planning the first Pride event in 1970 after coordinating rallies to commemorate the one-month, one-year, and subsequent anniversaries of the Stonewall Rebellion in 1969. Known by some as the, quote, mother of pride, Brenda is widely credited with coming up with the modern idea of the week-long pride event that we see celebrated internationally today. Now, initially active in the feminist and anti-war movements, in 1987, she turned more towards bisexual-specific organizing with organizations like Binet USA and the New York Area Bisexual Network. She helped plan dozens of marches and brought issues of bisexual representation to the forefront in the queer community and worked for kink and polyamory visibility. Sadly, she passed away from cancer in 2005, but her legacy lives on in pride festivals and celebrations around the world to this day. Brenda Love. Howard. Come on, That's not Brenda. somebody I was, I was familiar with. I'm glad we shared that. I love that. Okay, well, this story uh, is did not start off good, but uh, led to a really great point. So anyone who has lived in the U.S. with a non-traditionally American name knows how hard it can be to get some people to pronounce your name correctly. Um, and there was a video of a teacher mispronouncing every student's name wrong, presumably for the humor of it. The names she reads off the attendance list are ones that are common enough in the U.S., that, pronunci- that pronunciation normally wouldn't be an issue. Uh, take a listen to how she's saying it. Um, Luck? Z- oh, it's Luke. Okay. Medellin? Medellin? Oh, Madeline? Oh, okay. Hunter? Hunter? Oh, is it a hunter? Oh, okay. Um, this is so cute. Uh, growing up with the name Michaela, nobody got my name right ever. And it would be so annoying to me because I'd be like, oh my God, just say my name. So this uh, teacher, she's just being a, an adorable, funny substitute teacher, is obviously saying all of the names wrong to prove a point, but to also say like, hey guys, let's learn each other's names. I feel like this really, uh, our producer Vanessa really enjoyed the story because she can get any difficult name under the sun, but when it comes to the word Smith, she likes to double check that that's well, how you say the last name. Her family's from Colombia, and so she sees literally the most complicated names ever. And it's like, yeah, got it, rolls right off the tongue. And then she'll ask one of our guests before we come on the air. She's like, please, please tell me how you say your name again. They'll be like, it's John Smith. She's like, oh, got it. Did uh, you guys okay, hear that? Got it, guys. We're like, yeah, Vanessa, we heard it. John, but we're then good. like, but then like something hella complicated, no problem. And we're like, huh? Yeah, this is my girl. So I think it's adorable. Uh, I just want to remind everybody what name we're not mispronouncing is Lady Gaga. And uh, Channel Q is your tickets into Lady Gaga's Chromatica Ball. L.A. Dodgers Stadium, Saturday, September 10th. One of our only 15 stadium shows this summer. Now, tickets do go on sale March 14th at Ticketmaster. But why wait when you've got your chance to win here? Just head on over to WeirdChannelQ.com for your chance to enter and win. It will be iconic because she is. I just want to go on the record and say from now on I want to be called Hunter. Yeah. That's my new nickname. Yeah, Hunter and Luke. Until I have a kid that I can name Hunter. Hunter. Okay, got got it. All right, well, me and Hunter, (laughs) we'll see you guys tomorrow. Until then, there's three hours of music for you, and then stick around for Let's Go There. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 